Ladies and gentlemen, I'm Sam the SLB, and alongside me today is the man behind the Twitter wrestling's voice of reason, Scott. We come to you from Above the Ring Ship Studios, premiere wrestling podcast covering all things from AEW to WWE to Endeavor TKO Worldwide, coming to you Monday morning, Turner time. Um, it's a little bit of a segue right there immediately um, about today's topic. There's nothing else that really covers what we want to talk about today. Um, well, first and foremost, Royal Rumble's in Tampa, folks. Your boy is definitely going to be going. I'm looking forward. It's my first Rumble. You know, oh, this is your first? Fun. Let's go. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, just so you know, Scott, I have never done any of the big five minus Mania. So this nice. is my first Rumble. Nice. Maybe I'll weasel in SummerSlam or, you know. Yeah, SummerSlam, SummerSlam's the only one I have not been to. I checked off Cyber, uh, Survivor Series last year. Yeah, man. Uh, I'm so excited for you. I did not realize this was your first Rumble. Uh, <laughs> Rumbles are so much fun. I think I've been to three, maybe all of them when they were in Boston. But man, uh, I'm and and it's in um, Tropicana Trump- Field, the Thunderdome. Yeah. You know, so it's technical. It's technical if you want to be technical. You know, it's it's in St. Petersburg, but it's right over, right over the causeway. So I'm going. You know, Andrew and I have talked. Ashley's definitely going. So it's gonna be a good time. Nice. Looking forward to it. Um, yeah, so we are now living in, and we've had this talk a bunch of times. Yep. You know, Vince McMahon stepping down, Vince McMahon coming back, Vince McMahon leaving here, you know, Triple H. Should, we've talked about it. It's happened. But this is the one where Vince really cannot come back from. Yep. Kind of. I don't know. So as of this week, what do we say? Tuesday or yeah, Monday? Either well, it was after Raw, so I think so it was Tuesday, Tuesday. Tuesday morning, yeah. Tuesday morning. It's official. The WWE and UFC have merged, um, to form the TKO Group. Mm-hmm. Um, huge deal. Um, a lot, lot to kind of cover on the scope. Yeah. Um. You know, as as we know, I'll just kind of get into this. You know, we have layoffs going on right now. There's a lot of back backdoor, um, backstage, you know, management, talent, you know, that kind of stuff, which was expected when you're merging a big company, the higher ups. Yeah. Um, the only notable one that came up was Dana White, not Dana yes. White. Um, Ultimate Warrior's wife. There. Yes. Is her name? Her name is Dana White. Is it? Is it Dana <laughs> Warrior? Her name is Probably. Dana. Yeah, her first name was Dana. Yeah, she was she was probably one of the big notable ones that is no longer with the company. Um, it's it's a bit of a shame. Um, makes you wonder what they're gonna do with the Warrior Award if they're still gonna end up doing it. Um, it's been kind of like the staple for her to come out and be the one to present the award. Whether that's still gonna happen, maybe bring her back for that for uh, the Hall of Fame ceremonies. But other than that, yeah, it's just I feel bad for everybody. Obviously, you know mergers when you hear them you're like all right who's getting laid off that's that's unfortunately one of the biggest questions that gets asked uh there was no talent that was laid off this was strictly at you know corporate level uh i was i saw that they actually told everybody to work from home that yep. day so that they could do the the layoffs in private which i think honestly is is the best way to go about it it's also the probably the most nerve-wracking because you don't know if you're not you know if your number is going to get called um so yeah, for the I think it was uh, over a hundred people. Uh, I, I yeah, I feel terrible. Um, but they obviously they lost their jobs. Um, but that's the unfortunate casualty when it comes to uh, to a merger. So mm-hmm. yeah. And I did see, and I've seen a bunch of things, whether it's wrestle talk or whether it's you know what culture, or, that there will be talent that will be let go. I know talent is involved. They just haven't gotten to that. Um. I also I wanted to kind of mention the structure of this. I think if I'm not mistaken, Nick Khan is going to be the head of WWE. Mm-hmm. I think Dana was stick with um the head of UFC. Yep. And but then if I, yeah, I, I think Vince is like on the, the head board. of the executive board for yes. TKL. So he has final say on everything for both companies. <laughs> So Dana must be like punching the air right now. (laughs) 
but at the same time, I've also seen things where I think Triple H is no longer involved. Like the creative aspect is a yeah. little. Yeah, he's he's still head of creative, but he's no longer on the board of directors. Yeah, which um, I guess is fine. It's probably better that way he can focus more on you know the shows and and what what needs to be done. Mm-hmm. And that's fine, you know. Um. The, okay, before we really dig into this top down, I mean stuff like this happens all the time. You know, we're not. I'm not gonna say this was a bad idea. I'm not gonna say this was you know the you know the greatest thing to ever happen. Um, we definitely have some talking points. I mean, let's. I mean, at this point, AEW and like Warner Brothers is like you know synonymous. I mean, there we were just talking. There are rumors that their deal is going to push the twelve pay per views a year. Yep, and streaming on Max, which is great, that would be amazing. That would be absolutely amazing. So, like, I mean, granted, AEW is like privately owned, um, right. right? You know, they're not, owned, but it's you know, things like this is going to happen all the time. Mm-hmm. But I'm curious about the te- okay. So this is the the thing I'm thinking here. That sticks out to my mind because there were talks about because they are now one company. They're going to be doing probably more crossovers. Right. Which is, again, expected to happen. Or they're going to they're really going to push for more revenue. Um, so the thing that stuck out to me was The Rock. OK, I love mm-hmm. The Rock. It, I will never knock when The Rock shows up. I love when The Rock comes out. Obviously, ever since he's came out in uh, in the past week, he's like, oh, yeah, we had the 39 match booked. Yeah. And we just couldn't come to an agreement or whatever it was. But now we're here and he's brought up, oh, I would like to fight Roman Reigns again. Yep. From a business standpoint, The Rock makes sense. The Rock and Roman at 40 makes sense. Right. However, <laughs> this also opens up a little bit, a little bit more because do you give The Rock the championship at 40? Or do we have another year of Roman Reigns? Well, that's and that's the thing, like you've been working on this and especially Roman. I know Roman didn't even know going into 39, he was going to retain the belt because it sounded like he was a little perturbed because he's been he's been busting his ass. Yep. You know, and again, people like, oh, cool. They're doing these long runs and this and that. But, you know, when you are the champion, you are the face of the company. You are expected to do more. Right. Than just main event. Or like show up at every show. I mean, you got to do press conferences. You got to be the fit. You got a lot of other things to do. Yep. So from a business perspective, the Rock and Roman would draw. Mm. But I mean, you might you might lose your. I don't want to say lose because Roman is pretty much set in stone there. But right. I mean, he's going to be burnt out. And never mind the fact that they pretty much you know Cody. You know, we get the whole Cody storyline. Yep. I, I feel like. I feel like this was a missed opportunity, and I feel like if they do it at 40, it was a year too late. There is only one way I think this works, and you might agree with me on this. The only way this works is if you have the Rock and Roman night one, Cody and Roman night two. That's the only way this works. You could do that, actually. Yeah, that would make sense. Like, Cody takes the winner. But then it makes you wonder, though, like, who's going to win the Rumble? Because I don't think it's going to be Cody because I don't think they're going to do Cody two years in a row. No, I think my thought has been since Cody lost at 39. If Cody wins. If Cody is going to take the belt from Roman, the rumble is going to be focused on this new title that Seth has. Right. That does make sense. So in that case, I mean. LA night. Maybe that I mean, would be, I think that would be amazing. Um, I know he is a SmackDown guy, but I mean, you could easily move him over if that was the case. Uh, there is of course the mysterious who gets drafted to SmackDown because Jimmy, because uh, Jay Uso was brought to raw by Cody Rhodes. Obviously mm-hmm. everybody and their mother is expecting it to be Cody uh, that moves over to SmackDown. Eventually that would be the perfect way to finish the story. Mm-hmm. When that happens, I don't know. They, they're not going to talk about it. And of course, it's probably going to get buried and everything until probably after the rumble. Yeah. And again, the, th- the thing I'm getting at here is. 
and this is, I think, what's happened to WWE over the past 20 years is where they became the only company mm-hmm. for a long time. And they started, you know, doing things that isolated, you know, I'll say diehards, you know. Yeah. Again, I know people who stopped watching WWE after, you know, the wars were over. Nobody, you know, some of them didn't care to watch WWE. Right. You know, whether you liked the the WCW product or the ECW product or not, people just didn't care. Right. You know, they wanted something. Something so different. I almost feel if you start doing that, you might sacrifice, you know, again, Scott, you've been invested in this long, a long time. Mm. And all of a sudden, the rock comes in and then he wins the belt. And then, you know, Cody fighting the rock doesn't have the same vibe. It doesn't. No. I, no, I I I felt the same way about when The Rock came in and and did CM Punk's um, title reign. I mm-hmm. felt that was a colossal mistake because his match he he did not need to have a title match with Cena. It didn't need to happen later on. It just didn't need to happen. Um, that feud was was doing perfectly fine by itself without having a belt. So why not let CM Punk continue to be his champion and then let him have his WrestleMania moment, which I felt at that time he deserved. Yeah. But that didn't happen. And we all know what happened with Punk after that. But that's another story for another episode. Um, Yeah, it's just, I don't know. I feel like the perfect time to strike would have been 39. Um, I personally felt that it was too early for Cody to win the Rumble even then. Uh, I think this year would have been perfect for Cody to win the Rumble and then challenge Roman Reigns for the title. But they decided to go a different route. They struck when it's hot when it came to Cody coming back from injury, which, I mean, I understand it makes sense business-wise, but him losing to Roman while while it worked in the storyline purpose, I felt like this took a lot of the wind out of the sails of Cody Rhodes. And while yes, the crowds are still woeing all to death and everything is still great. And I still personally enjoy watching Cody Rhodes wrestle. I always have. I feel like unless they really find a good way to shoehorn this back into him versus Roman, I don't care as much. Yeah. The only, the only talking point, the only talking point that I could find that would work is the fact that he doesn't have the bloodline anymore. Right. That's yeah, the only I mean, thing that works. And that would work because, well, I mean, he still has Solo, and until Solo turns on him, he's always going to have that backup. But, yes, you're right. The only way Roman's going to lose this title is when he is alone. Like, I don't even think Paul will be there. Like, he'll literally be, you know, like Cody said, you know, the uh, the chief on the island without any you know, without any family, with nobody there, just you. That's how you're going to go down. And I think it's going to be an epic way for him to go down. I just want it to make sense. Yeah. That's the big thing. Like, WWE, for me, has always been about how can you drive the story forward? And for a long time, they even lost their way on how to drive stories forward. But recently, they've done a good job of picking up the ball and running with it. So... I, I I really hope they find a good way to, to make this make sense because otherwise it's, it's like, why didn't you just do it at 39 then? Mm-hmm. And again, I mean, contractual, you know, whatever it might be, but I feel like there's going to be things like this that get shoehorned. Right. That are going to be, again, th- these are the negatives. I think fa- uh, there's a huge chance especially with Vince at the top like this, there's going to, the fans are going to may suffer again. They might bad book. I don't want to say bad booking, but like, Hey, we got a chance to cross promote. We're going to have, I don't know, you know, Conor McGregor come in and wrestle, you know, in, I don't know, for SummerSlam for the belt and then not see him ever for like another year or two. Right. I mean, it's kind of like what they're doing with, with Logan Paul, like Logan Paul comes in, for a big profile match and disappears for another, I don't know, three, four months and then pops back in again. If you if you do that, that's I think that's fine as long as they're not winning title belts. They're coming in, they want to have a small feud with somebody. Sure, that's that's all good. Like like his recent stuff with, with Ricochet, I thought was great. I thought it actually made Ricochet look really good. Mm-hmm. Do stuff like that. I'm all for that. Do you want to put him in money in the bank? 
fine. At least have them have a goddamn qualifying match. That's the one thing that rubbed me the wrong way. It's like, dude, I like I hate this so much when they just gift somebody uh, a spot in a in a in a thing like that. It's like make them at least earn it. Like mm-hmm. it's for everybody else. You know, mm-hmm. it's like there's there's still like that old Vince stuff that's just there, and I just want to just rip it out and just be like, no, do it this way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like everything else was done. Do it that way. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I just I feel like if you if you have rock and Roman, um that sounds like a that sounds like a song. Um uh that was my train of thought. <laughs> um I would love for them to be actually do that at the Rumble. I think that'd be a great thing. But with uh, I don't know, four months until the Rumble, don't think the Rock has had enough time to really get in ring shape, so it's probably not gonna happen. No, um, I mean I- <sighs> Unless it's kind of like I'm gonna, this is not comparing anybody because I don't get my head chewed off. Unless they go the route of like Rock and Hogan, you know the five moves of doom. You mm. know, you know they're just in the ring and the you know the place goes nuts because they're just there. Right. You know, punch. You know, crowd goes nuts. You know, we punch bet or Ultimate Warrior and Hogan. You know those. Right. Very simple. But crowd deafening, resp- you know that just makes yeah. it. Yeah, give it a good. I don't know. It could be like a 10, 15 minute match, but you have like eight of it be like just the crowd just going absolutely apeshit crazy. Mm-hmm. Not gonna lie though, I want to see how The Rock sells Roman's spear because we all know how The Rock sell- sold the Stone Cold Center. I yep. can only imagine how this man is going to sell <laughs> over the top. Just oh my god, I can see it. Oh, it's going to be, um, yeah. So, I mean, that's a big focal point. You know, I'm. That's the only thing I think that's eating at me because there's a lot of talent here. A lot of people. Again, these are people who've done this for their lives. Right. And all of a sudden, they're going to have to. They're going to move over people who've never been in the ring. Or from their other brand, who are actual fighters, right? And you know, some of them are fine. You know, like Shayna Baszler is great. Yep, she fits right in. Ronda was good for a little bit. Yeah. Um. But you can't just have. I don't. I don't know if they're gonna have that type of level of crossover, uh, because it's funny. Like, if you look at like a standard WWE fan and a standard UFC fan. It's, I don't know, like they're 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 different breeds of people, like, and I don't yeah. mean that in a negative way. It's just like if you're a WWE fan, you could be a UFC fan. If you're a UFC fan, more than likely you're probably not a WWE fan because it's like the realism of the fighting versus the scripted, you know, entertainment. Oh, hundred percent. But rem- okay, so this is a good thing that you brought this up because if you look at something like. And I know The Rock has been was in wrestling before he was in film. But a friend of mine was telling me that, you know, his family doesn't, you know, he has family that doesn't watch wrestling at all. But because The Rock was on SmackDown, they wanted to watch SmackDown. You know, when CM Punk was, had his UFC fights. Mm-hmm. Like I knew, the only reason I knew it, and again, I wasn't watching it really when he was in the WWE. But if you were a wrestling fan, you knew that was happening. Right, exactly. So that's kind of what I'm getting at. You know, they might be pushing it so you can, you know, bring these other people over and, you know, grow your audience a little bigger because, yeah. hey, you know, the there's a vet. I'm I'm thinking like the uh, is it the Venn diagrams where the, the two circles? Yes, yes. And you know, pieces in the middle. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That where the circles? Yeah, they might be different sizes and but they're not. They overlap a little bit. Correct. They don't fully overlap. Right. So they might try. I'm thinking in ways. And again, you can't really do it like you said with. UFC, you can't go, hey, LA Knight, we need you to go fight. Uh, right, yeah. Know. Yeah, you can't do that. <laughs> exactly, yeah. But um, I mean, like, I know, like, since they started talking about the the um, uh, the merger, like, I've seen, like, on social media, like, they'll have WWE superstars will be doing, like, promo videos or ad videos for UFC's fights and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like, like, that stuff I can understand. Like, there's a lot of fans of UFC stuff uh, within WWE already, so I mean that that's all good and fine. You want to cross promote that way? That's 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 whatever. 
Um, but if you're going to have them go into each other's thing, you know, each other's rings, you need to make it make sense and make sure that they can both do that. Like I could see Shayna go over to UFC, have a fight and then come back because she has that background. Stuff like that. Make it make sense. Once yeah, it makes no, sense, then I'm completely for it. I'm like, whatever. That's all good and fine. Will I ever really buy a UFC fight? No. no. I, I, I'm not. I'm not a. I mean, I, I respect them and and good for them to do that. But I feel like buying a pay per view for like UFC boxing, like anything that that has like actual like fighting, the match could be over in two seconds, and I paid seventy bucks for that. No. That was that was the thing that my father my father says back in the nineties when he had Mike Tyson. You know, he was the baddest man on the planet. Exactly. You buy, you know, you get to the, the main event and then boom, it's over. Out. Yeah, it's like I did not want to watch the undercard. Like I came here to watch Mike Tyson beat somebody's face in, but I don't want to pay 70 bucks for it when the match is going to be over in the first round. No, and now we live in an age where it'll be on YouTube in a week. Correct. Yeah. You watch like two right. seconds. Boom. And not even a week. Sometimes that night mm-hmm. it's taken down. But if you're yeah, lucky yeah. enough to watch it, you'll be able to see the whole fight, especially if it's quick. I've um, never yeah. been somebody who's been into like real fighting. Like yeah. is something. I don't, especially boxing where your purpose is to knock the individual out. Right. You know, I've never, it's, it's not my forte. And I right. know I'm not the only person who thinks that there are going to be people who do watch wrestling. will be like, Oh, I know, but I love boxing. I love watching. Yeah. And and that's, that's, and, and that's great. Yeah. Good for them. Like it's just and for neither. Yeah. For either of us, it's not something like, I, I if it's on like I know they sometimes they put it on Fox and stuff like that. Like I'll I'll throw it on and I'll be like, holy shit, like some of the stuff that they do to one another, it's like, all right, that's all right, that's ouch. <laughs> that's <laughs> some legit shit. But it's like I will never buy a pay-per-view for it because like logistically it's I feel like it, it's almost a waste of money because some of these fights end so quickly and it's like now they have to like overload the cards to have to make it worth it. So that's fine. But I looked at wrestling as like Okay, I'm paying, or at least before, paying $50, or even for like AW now, pay $50 for the show. I'm going to get three to four, maybe five hours of actual wrestling. That's going to go the entire time. So it's worth mm-hmm. the money. And the talent is normally really, really good. So I'm getting my money's worth after like the first three matches. And yeah. The rest and of it's and just if there like, is that boom. squash, you know that, okay, this, this, for whatever reason, you know, this is going to pepper, you know, something going down the line. So in like three months, six months, you'll be able to go, well, this, we're at this point now. Yeah. I feel like the most high profile squash that you, you talk about was when we went to double or nothing with Wardlow and MJF. Mm-hmm. Like that for me was like the most satisfying squash I think I've ever watched in my entire life. And being well, especially, especially since. He had canceled MJF canceled his uh, access appearance. Right, exactly. Yeah, all the drama circling around it was even. Yeah, that was. Oh man, and oh, that crowd reaction too when he first came out. Man, I can't even. You, you know, I know there are people who are mad about that, and I'm like, I'm like, he had balls to pretty much. I'm gonna just return everyone's money and make this storyline work, yeah. and get people pissed. Like, the man lives the gimmick. <laughs> Um, or I think of, you know, another good one that I remember. Remember when Goldberg came back? Yes. And then you're like, oh, you know, you're like, oh, Goldberg's going to come. And there is a little bit of, you can't use Goldberg all the time when he does come out. But I remember when he came back and he beat the snot out of Brock Lesnar. And up until the, I mean, you know, Brock is the man. Nobody, nobody does this to Brock. Right. Even now, like Brock doesn't lose too often. No. So, like, to see Goldberg do that, especially at, if I'm not, if I recall, those first few matches back, he didn't look horrible. No, he didn't. No. Um, But, yeah, with UFC, I mean, all the car, uh, not that they are, but all the matches could end up like that. And then you get, like, you paid, what, 50 bucks for two hours, maybe? Right. Maybe. But, I don't know, I'm interested to see, especially with Vince being on the top again. Um, I know there's concerns. Yeah, there's always concerns when Vince is involved nowadays. Well, okay, let's 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 NXT was done. Was that pre-taped or is that live still? 
It's uh, it's a little both nowadays. Okay. So let's focus on SmackDown. SmackDown this week was the first TKO show. And they delivered. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. And I want to let me let me put the you knew they were taking John Cena out. You know, they were taking the rock out. Mm-hmm. Outside of the appearances, like did the product just sit like, was there a noticeable difference in the rest of the product aside from those two appearances? No, was it still pro- top tier. The, the, yeah. SmackDown SmackDown has been top tier for, for quite a while. And mm-hmm. it, it, it just still stayed on that. Like it's, the crowd was still hyped for everybody else. Um, obviously, like I mentioned on Power Slam, if you didn't watch that, go back on YouTube and watch that. Um, they the crowd was super hot. Obviously, still for LA Knight uh, and for the rest of the the rest of the crew. So it's 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 good. Like even like the whole two hours, they were they were hot. Even for even for Cena coming out at the end, it's funny when Cena was making his entrance, he kind of like took a took a moment and stopped and, and was kind of looking at the crowd, and then turned to Stu, the cameraman, and goes, "They still have energy for me. I love this." So I was like, "Yes, <laughs> yeah, that's good." I mean, that could change. Hopefully, it doesn't change because I know SmackDown has just been. I know when John went to the one in Providence, he said it was like. And all right, but I'm looking back now. That seemed like one that Vince was very involved in. Well, that and I believe like three quarters of the the staff was over in India because they were doing. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They were doing their special show over there. So and they were, I think, in the middle of flying back. So you lose, you know, all those people. You kind of have to go with your, you know, your backups and and run those stories and stuff like that. And of course, not everybody went. Cody obviously was there, and um. Jim so, J, yeah, yeah. So I mean, you had some people there. Uh, I kind of feel bad for John though. Like he he went to probably the worst, not the worst show, but like the less starred studded show. And then of course, when The Rock comes out, he's blowing up our our group chat, going one effing week. week. I'm, like, <laughs> I'm, like, I'm, I'm like, I'm so sorry. Do you think he would have come out? Him and John Cena would have come out if this merger didn't happen. Um, I know Cena would have. Honestly, I believe the both of them were there because the strike's happening. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, mean that otherwise, too, yeah. Otherwise, they're both tied up in movies or shows or doing something else, like not being <laughs> not being there. Well, I only ask because you look at the timing of this. It wasn't the week before, right? It's not like a month or two down the road. It wasn't six months ago. It was literally the first show. Yeah, under the TKO brand. Right. And I feel like they, they, they would have done what they did anyways. They just went all, you know, guns a blazing. Let's let this just explode. And that's exactly what happened. Yeah. Like if you watch the first 20 minutes of SmackDown, that's a win. Like you, like you even said, people who don't even watch wrestling, Oh, the rock's going to be on. Yeah. I'll turn it on for the first 20 minutes, watch the segment and then be like, then you can dip whatever. We still got you. Maybe you'll like what happened to Austin Theory and you want to stick around and watch his ass get beaten more often. Same thing with John Cena. You know? Exactly. <laughs> I mean, you know, the I, I love I love what Grayson Waller has been doing. Um, he annoyed the absolute shit out of me in NXT. Like, and then I mean that in the best way possible because when you're a heel and you annoy me, someone who's watched wrestling for 30 years, you're doing your job right. And I have to give him the greatest amount of kudos for this. But his his Grayson Waller effect show has been amazing. Like every person he's had on there has been like megastars or Hall of Famers and stuff like that. And Grayson Grayson can hang with them verbally, and it's it's wonderful to see. Like they're giving, even though he calls it the Grayson Waller uh, rub, it's really obviously the other way around. And it's just it they're doing such a great job with with Grayson, and I feel like he. You get him to wrestle more like this man could be top tier heel work for the next 10 years. Yeah. So and of course, you have a whole bunch of people behind them in, in, in NXT the same way, like Carmelo Hayes, Ron Breaker as a heel. Holy shit. Where like this man has the best spear in the business, like maybe ever. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I, I've been. I've been shouting the rhino's gore from the top of the mountaintops as being the best spear that's ever happened. Bronze, but he, he, this man is shot out of a cannon. I swear to God, it's just he flies and just takes people out. It's it's amazing. Like we talk about, uh, I joked about Roman uh, how how the Rock would sell Roman spear. How the hell would the Rock sell bronze spear? I feel like 
Rock's head would start rolling up the ramp because yeah. <laughs> Christ. Yeah, um, there's definitely going to be opportunity. One of the ones I we're going to talk about, and I don't know because I remember when she initially talked to WWE that it wasn't good. She didn't like the way she was approached. Um, but it sounds like Jade Cargill might be making her way over there. I mean, it's definitely possible. Um, if you go back and and I know you said you haven't you haven't watched Rampage yet, but the match that she had with Chris Statlander, I believe, honestly, the best match she's ever had in AEW. And I thought that it was great. Like I I, I did a good job of, not, of avoiding spoilers, so I didn't want to see who won. I had a feeling that Chris would win, but I would not have been upset if Jade won. But yeah, I mean, Jade kind of, I mean, she kind of like went out on her shield, took the loss, and then, you know, they embraced in the ring a couple times, which was kind of like, obviously, it's outside of what Jade normally does. But I felt like this could have been the goodbye, like to have her just go off and, and, and into the sunset. If she shows up on WWE product, a lot of people are saying she would go right to the main roster. I think that that would. It's like a for me, I think it's a 60 40 thing. I think 60% would be great, 40% maybe she needs more seasoning. And I only say seasoning because WWE has their own style and they like things to be done a certain way because they feel that that's how it sells best on television. And we all know Jade is still green, very green. How long she's going to be in the business, we don't know. I know that was the, the whole thing, like you mentioned about, um, how she was approached previously and she did not like that because WWE likes you to dedicate your life to them and nothing mm-hmm. else matters. Um, and this isn't, you know, the Metallica songs, just literally nothing else. Yeah. Um, and obviously she has a young child that didn't fly. She went to AEW and did what she did in AEW um, became a megastar. And like the crowd was definitely pumped to see her come out. It was great to see, but yeah, going forward, I don't know. Like I, I'm always weary of people going directly to the main roster unless they're an established superstar like AJ Styles. AJ Styles, yeah. He's always going to be that that line. Like, are you better or worse than AJ Styles when he showed up in 2016? (laughs) I don't know. If not, Mm -hmm. go to NXT for a little bit, fine-tune yourself, even if it's a quick stop, and then come back up to the, the main roster. Yeah. I mean, that's a that's a good thing. That's what I like about some of the this. I don't say younger talent, but some of the talent who started NXT, they're still they're still going back. They're yes. going back. Like Becky. Becky just went back and won the won the women's title. Yep. You know, no shame to go back and win what's considered, you know, the lesser world title at NXT, you know, in the brand. Yeah, the developmental title. Yeah. And honestly, I felt like it was a shame that Becky never won that title when she was in NXT the first go around. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, she was I feel like out of the the four horsewomen that we I feel like maybe she was uh, when they first all appeared on television. I think she was maybe the, I don't want to say the worst out of the four, but she wasn't as well. She wasn't as well known. I would think out of the four, like it wasn't until Becky had her match with Sasha Banks down in NXT uh, when Sasha was champion that Becky really made a name for herself and then kind of grew from there. And then after that, it was just like the rocket was strapped and off she went. Um, but yeah, for her to come back and, and finish, you know, finish the Grand Slam championship. And now I don't know how long she's going to have it. Uh, I feel like this also really gave Tiffany Stratton, the now former champion, a big, big rub. Um, it's funny, like I was watching the match and then going on, obviously, on on, on uh, X. I hate saying it uh, later. Um, there were people talking about how you could see Becky like being the ring general in this match and showing things and, and doing stuff. And like, there was a, there was a part where uh, the crowd was chanting. This was, aw- you know, this is awesome. And Tiffany started getting up to do something. And Becky, you could see, you can actually watch, like I missed it the first time, but I went back and somebody had it on, 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 um, on social media where you could see Becky go to uh, Tiffany and say, lay down, enjoy this, slow down. And so, Tiffany does this one thing. She hits her and then she kind of just falls down back on the ground. The crowd just is going crazy. Um, So it's like you see her just 
doing work and teaching the young kids how to slow down a little bit because NXT sometimes can go super fast and sometimes mm-hmm. that's great, but other times you, if the crowd is really into it and they're chanting that stuff, it's great that you have somebody to be like, dude, slow down, chill, enjoy this, soak it in, soak it in, make it, you know, it's, it's good. Um, I feel like Tiffany is going to be a big deal on the main roster when they finally have her go up. Uh, whether she takes the title back from Becky, because I don't, I don't expect Becky's reign in NXT to last for a very long time, because mm. I feel like that eventually will do damage to the brand, um, because she does not need to be down there. No. So I mean, you have certain people like you know Mustafa Ali, kind of like re re reenergizing himself down there. Drew Gulak, same thing. You know, they're they're in the storylines, they're doing good stuff. They're not going to hurt the brand if they end up being champions going forward. That's fine. Becky, I feel like, yeah, this is great. You check it off the list. Have her put over somebody. Maybe not at no, at no mercy. Maybe at the next one. Who knows? But don't have her hold this all the way until um, Sin and Deliver. Don't do it. It's no. She could be on Raw doing better things. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, hopping back to Jade, I think. I know. I'm sorry. I went off on a tangent there. No, that's perfectly fine. I think with Jade. I think she spent some time at the the performance center. Mm-hmm. And then she can either, if she goes NXT, I don't think she needs to be there long. Right. Exactly. Yeah. You know, if you want to just tune her a little bit, give her a couple of months, then send her to the main roster. Yeah. Cool. I don't think she needs to be fine tuned like some other people. So again, as the anti W, I won't. Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to word this in a way. That only offends one group of people. Because <laughs> I don't want to say this is the WWE stance. Because plenty of people in WWE who love WWE, prefer it over AEW, will still watch AEW because there's things about it they like. Right. Same thing AEW. So the anti-AEW people, despite what they think about them not being able to create their own talent, there is talent that they've created. Absolutely. That does stick out. Jade is one of them. Despite yeah. whether you like her or not, Jade is one of them. Jade Agreed. can go get that pop. Jade's been there for a bit. Jade can have that star power. So I think they've done a good enough job with her mm-hmm. to send her to NXT for even the main roster, you know, again, but spend some time in the performance center, get that WWE polish on you because you know, WWE wants her a certain way. Oh yeah. In the ring. Um, this is, I, I mean, this is going to piss some people off, but I think orange Cassidy is another one, you know, orange Cassidy. He has become such a huge star. In shown his worth, where had if that day ever came. Now I don't know how you would bring him into WWE with his wrestling style. I mean, he's unique enough where I think it could work, but again, it needs to work in a certain parameter. They can't have him just come in, do the sloth style, and then immediately change the WWE style. It won't work it, I because think, that's not him. I think with him, I think. You could, and I'm gonna I'm gonna do some fantasy fantasy polishing, if you will. Here's a, <laughs> if you took Orange Cassidy and decides, hey, I'm gonna go sign with WWE. I do like the slot, you know, the whole sloth style thing is funny. Yeah, it's fun. It's you know, he's. I think WWE could polish him up to be more of a stick with the. I don't really care to be here kind of attitude, and kind of I- you, you change it to like. Not where he's like a slow wrestler, but like, like the kicks. The kicks are the most famous. Yep. You know, you could po- WWE. I think could polish it up where it'd be like one of those more mocking rather than him being like, "Oh, I'm slow." It's more of a, yeah, you know, "Oh, I'm just gonna kick you to mock you." You know, more maybe, maybe borderline anti-hero or something like that. But would that work for for Orange? I think you might. But then you could still, again, he can do everything. He can that's, do the ha-ha, right. but he can also go one-on-one with Ricochet. Right. Man, oh, man. Or like, I mean, I don't care what anyone says. When he wrestled John Moxley at All Out? Yeah. And again, this is going to hurt people. But like, you could probably put him against like Roman and have a decent match. Get the L. But like those are the those are the things he's good at. I think they. What I'm saying is that I think he could be polished. Yeah. 
because he can pretty much I, I think that's pretty much what his gimmick is he can do anything yeah but AEW has made their own stars yes I think Jade is one where she doesn't need to go and get the full WWE they just need to you know the spit shine you know, yep. shine up and spit shine there it is. off to yep. Monday <laughs> yep so I think that would be a good you know I, th- I and especially with the Endeavor deal all right if they're really gonna try to attract people and bring in people who don't wrestle you know they're, they're signing less independent wrestlers right. and bringing in their own homegrown talent or natural athletes. Right. That's the thing. She's a natural. What is she? Was she in the WNBA? I think. I could be wrong. Yes, I think so. Yeah. Um, like she fits their next in line perfectly. I think she could boom. Yeah. I think the Endeavor era would be the Jade era in WWE. It's funny that you actually mentioned um, the next in line stuff and stuff like that. They're actually. Um, they they're starting this in NXT. They're bringing up, and I forgot to mention it on Power Slam, but they're they're bringing back the women's NXT breakout tournament, where you have eight newer stars that come in, and the winner gets a title shot. Uh, I think of their uh, well, obviously it'll just be the women's title because they don't have a uh, mid card women's title in WWE. Maybe Jade's the one to bring it in. If Jade ends up being in that in that tournament. Obviously, she'll challenge, but I think like if you want to give a women's mid card title, I think Jade would be the perfect person to start it with, like they did in AW. Like the TBS title means something, and to have someone like Chris Statlander take it and run with it after that, I think I think that title is actually elevated really high. And you have people like Britt Baker going after it now. You're you're giving it even more legitimacy, which is great to see. So I think, yeah, I think uh, I would, oh man, I would love to see Jade be one of those eight. Um, whether she is or not, I don't know. Um, but we'll see. So let's hop back over quickly to the board. I think this is important here. Um, Vince McMahon is the executive chairman. So mm-hmm. I have the wiki page up. He is the executive chairman on the board. Aria Manuel is the CEO. They're owned by Endeavor Group. Mm-hmm. I'm also reading that Vince McMahon, his seat on the, you know, his seat has veto power. Correct. Do you, th- how involved does Vince get again? It depends. It honestly, truly depends because Vince has been in the weeds for so long and he took a step back for, you know, he claims for retirement reasons. But I think everybody and their mother knows that it was really because of the whole scandal. Yeah. And then that kind of went away and Vince stepped back into power. And we definitely saw in the product end how that suffered for a little bit. And then Triple H took back over and then the product started going back up. And then, of course, the one last hurrah before he leaves is he brings Nia Jax back into the fold. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's 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 Vince. The man's been doing this stuff his entire life, so who knows how how deep he wants to get back into the weeds? At least on the WWE side, I feel like if he starts vetoing stuff that Dana White wants to do on the UFC side, I think Dana might have some problems with this. Um, if he doesn't already. But I don't know. Like it's it's also kind of funny to to realize that I, I, I believe if the structure works the way I think it does, that Dana has to report to Vince <laughs> at some point, um, being on the board. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. It's uh, yeah. I, I'm just I don't know. I'm, I don't know. Th- because I'm looking here. Oh, where'd it go? I just saw it. Again, I'm just going over the wiki. This is has just yeah. kind of. Like, Endeavor has 51%, Vince McMahon has 16.4%, and Endeavor is owned by Ari Emanuel. So, I'm really curious. Because don't get me wrong, I'm not, I'm, let's, let's, let's clarify something here. Vince McMahon is a smart man. Cynical as shit. <laughs> yep. You know, I, uh, he, he he does what Vince wants, but there's a lot of things he's done that again he is he has created 
made the WWE what it is today. He's made professional rent. Correct. Sports entertainment what it is today. Yeah. Um, I'm just I'm really curious to see where this goes. Um, but yeah, he don't I mean, aside from that, I mean, Endeavor could, you know, he's he it, this isn't him. This isn't him with Mac. He doesn't even have maximum shape. Like this is I'm really curious to see how this all plays out. Yeah. You know, I also it's it's funny too, because I always expected WWE to go to the next line, like whether it was going to be Shane or whether it was going to be Stephanie. Now it doesn't go anywhere. Like the whole McMahon family, like there's no there's no more <laughs> like Steph's not even with the company anymore. Shane's not with the company anymore. So both McMahon kids are gone. Linda obviously left a long time ago. It's just Triple H. And obviously he's just there via marriage and he's head of creative. So it's like, where does this go? Like I part of me has that that little bit of a fear of what happened with AOL Time Warner and WCW. Like they'll eventually just scrap it. And I hope that's not the case. And of course, that's just me re- reliving the Monday Night Wars and how that all ended poorly. Um I don't think that Endeavor will do that because they seem to be legitimate fans. And Vince having a, a decent amount of power, I'm pretty sure he's not gonna want to, you know, kill everything. He has turned a one million dollar company into a what are they a nine point five billion dollar company now? And now I think the merger made him like a twenty, like twenty one billion dollars or something. Yeah, like the amount of money these some of these people got paid out for for the merger is just insane. And and like half of that list they talked about are no longer with the company. They they left with the merger. So mm-hmm. like here, here's a twelve million dollar payday for. I forgot his name, but he was one of the guys that was, you know, integral of getting Vince back onto the board of directors. Here's twelve million dollars. Get the f out. Bye. And looking at this, um, Endeavor owns. Okay, it also represents NFL and NHL. Endeavor represents artists in film, television, music, theater, digital media, and publishing. So they have a talent agency. Yep. Or were a talent agency. Endeavor owns professional bull riders too. Oh, that's an interesting one. Very. That stuff's actually some entertaining shit. No, I'm not gonna lie. I've watched that back in the day. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't think they'd scrap the. If they, they, this is like a, it almost looks like it's become a fighting brand company. Right, and honestly, that's perfect. I, it, it works out perfectly fine. You know, this isn't. I, I when Vince goes, I would be curious to see what happens. Right, who gets who gets brought in? I would hope Triple H, mm-hmm. but who knows? Who like knows? Again, exactly, who knows? Because I saw something against Stephanie. Stephanie was offered to come back. Yeah, and she, I, I think she just didn't even like. Yeah, doesn't want anything to do with it. Yeah. and I don't know. May, I could we can make assumptions all day. Right. I don't know if it's. I I don't know if this has put a bad taste in her mouth. I mean, there was. There was a whole lot of rumors of her and, and her father and obviously not getting along and, and stuff like that. And I don't know if that has anything to do with it or people just throwing that around. Uh, there's a lot of different things, but I think Steph's I think Steph's in a in, in a much better place mentally, not having to deal with all the bullshit that happens in a daily mm-hmm. <laughs> WWE day. So well, same thing with you know Shane. I mean, Shane just it's it is I mean Good thing for Triple H, as you can tell, the curtain call, he played the long game. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, it'd be funny. I, I keep playing it in my head, and I know it would drive everyone up a whirlwind. If it was like Tony was like, I need to get my I – need, I need help getting things organized on my end. Brings in Stephanie or Shane. And then reorganizes that locker room. Oh, my God. That would be – I don't know if it'd work. That's what I'm, I'm not saying it's going, it would work if it happened, right. but could you imagine what would happen? God, the internet would explode. Oh my God. Well, wow. Yeah, that would be, that'd be something. But I also feel like that would be an instant like declaration of war. <laughs> uh, it's like the last episode of Nitro. Right. Right. Exactly. Um. AEW AEW gets sold to a McMahon. 
but it's not Vince McMahon. It's Shane McMahon. God. Man. Yeah, this is this is this is now become a chess game. You're gonna see what's going to happen. Because again, we still have talent that they're gonna release, and who knows who they're gonna release. Yeah, I I hope not, but they are a bloated roster on even having three brands. Actually, technically they have others with like main event, main event and and up and stuff like that. So they, they have the space to put people, but there's still gonna be that talent that either just isn't cutting it cutting it or they're on the main roster and they don't need to be. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I yeah, I have a few names in my head that I think might be on chopping block, but we'll we'll see. I know it's not Nia Jax. <laughs> so another thing I actually want to talk about because I think at the end of the year the Fox deal comes up. Correct. Yes. And I know there were rumors that Amazon and Disney are like top contenders. Yep. Do we do you think we see them end the Fox deal? They're asking for a, a boatload of money. And I don't remember the exact figure, but I think honestly Fox would be a fool to turn this down. Um, I think if Disney were to grab it, then you could maybe see them on what ABC? FX. ESPN, FX. Yeah, if they put them on FX, that actually might be terrible for Fox. Because not a lot of people get FX. If you put them on like the primary channel, I think that would be fantastic. But then they gotta change their whole, you know, their whole setup for cable and whatnot. Um, ABC would make sense. Yeah. You put you have to put them on a prime channel. Like Fox has been pulling in two and a half, three million pretty much every single week, uh, being on Fox. So you 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 have to put them on a main show. Um you, if you put them behind cable again. Not a lot of people watch cable anymore. So well, now, now, I'll even, I mean, when I was watching SmackDown, the only reason we watched SmackDown was because we didn't have cable. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like, that's why you need to put them on a, on a main channel that's not tied behind um, cable, which is why I, it amazes me that they've kept Raw on USA Network for so long and now put them on a network. Yeah. I mean, maybe that's... I mean, it could be the ad revenue. I saw the reason why Disney was, why they put them on ABC. I think the, the was it the ad revenue was greater. Probably, yeah. Something That'd like that. If they sense. took that, but I that that will that can change everything too. Yeah, especially and, if you were on ABC. If you go on ABC, right? I think every house in the known universe has ABC. Yeah, yeah. You have to have well, you don't know, have to have local channels, but. The majority of people want their local channels. So I think, yeah, ABC would be a perfect fit for them. Uh, I don't even know what they have on Friday nights. So you could just slide them right in. So hey, there you go. <laughs> Sorry for whatever currently plays at <laughs> 8, 10 p.m. on Fridays on ABC. I'm not watching you, so it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. And that's the other thing. Would they, would they move? Would they stay on Fridays? Friday seems to be the safe bet at this point. Yeah, they've been pretty much every other day of the week. I think it's maybe maybe besides Wednesdays, but they've and been Monday. Thursday. And, yeah, and Monday, obviously, because Raw's there. But uh, yeah, they've been Tuesday. They've been Thursday. They've been Friday. I mean, hell, you could even put them on a weekend. Even though I think a weekend might be a um, a disaster because most people are not watching television on a weekend. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Either way, I, I think that if they go with Disney, there's definitely ways for it to work. With Amazon, though, I'm where the hell would they stream? Amazon doesn't own TV channels, do they? Like, would they just go to Amazon Prime, which I think would be horrible, even though I know most people have Amazon Prime, but Let's see. I don't yeah, want them to be streaming for a television show. Like, they should be on a channel. Maybe that's just the old man to me going... You know, yelling at the clouds and shit like that. But well, if any, if, if anything should be streamed, just put NXT back on there. Not that I want to disown NXT. NXT. I mean, is- I mean, that's true. I mean, you could. I mean, I think with Becky coming down there, they they their average was 850k, which is the highest since 2020. Yeah. So obviously, you're bringing in people, but yeah, I don't know. Tuesday night's also a weird night for for TV. Also, like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I know. I'm really curious. Again, chess game. I mean, it might not change, but I mean, could you imagine if they 
did tie with Amazon or Disney. Disney would be enough. I mean, if they want to make money, not that they couldn't with Amazon. Right. But you could really kill that younger demographic with yep. Disney. It also makes you wonder, do they move the... And also, why isn't NBC in this? Hello, Peacock. Why isn't NBC in this? Like... Oh, check. Yeah, there we go. Like, do you move everything to Disney Plus? <laughs> like, all the pay-per-views and shit? Do you do that? Do you keep it with, with Peacock? I don't know how long the deal is. Do you bring back the WWE Network? Please. Please, God, bring that back. I miss that thing so much. Oh, God. But, all right. I'll get off my soapbox for a second. Yeah, no, I, I, I'm i with you on that. They should have never gotten rid of that, honestly. Because it's just, it's just a nightmare. Granted, it's gotten better. It's gotten much better than what it used to be, in this, especially in the beginning. Oh, dear Lord. Well, what I loved about the network, it was so segmented yes. where I could find anything by year. I could find it by pay-per-view. I could find it by, is it WWE or non-WWE? Right. You know, it was so broken. It was so easy. And now to find anything on Peacock, it's a nightmare. It's a nightmare. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'm, I'm happy they have their own channel on Peacock, but it's like even still like the searching and everything is just abysmal. It's horrible. Yeah. Even to this day. But yeah, I don't know. Well, we're going to we're going to we're going to wrap up here in a minute. And I know we weren't going to talk about this after our last podcast, but I think I think this is a talking point that just needs to be addressed. And I think you're going to hear the ATR take on this because I think, uh, I think from what I've been told, we had a pretty fair take on the topic in general. So this past weekend, we had Mr. CM Punk himself, Phil Brooks, make an appearance in um, CFFC um, in North Dakota and an MMA fight. Pretty much said he has a lot of free time in the next two months. I did see that. So two months from now is going to be November. It's going to be Summer SummerSlam Survivor Series. To which Nick Khan had come come out. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna interpret this. I want to get your take on it. And I'll give you my take because I, there's a lot here. It's just. Yeah. There's so much in between here. Yeah. So Nick Khan, when, you know, actually, I think this was out before he made this statement. I believe so, yes. Yeah. So Nick Khan originally said, listen, we only have respect for Phil. We appreciate his run here. We appreciate what he did and tried to do with the UFC. Not many people could actually get in there and do what he did. So when we have respect for Phil, we wish him nothing but the best. Yep. So two, two takes here. He does mention UFC. He does mention this. We do have Survivor Series coming up. In November. Mm -hmm. However, Nick Khan's take to me, that's the response I've always gotten when I've been denied a job interview or a job from an interview. Yeah. We wish you nothing but the best. You know, we really appreciate you coming in here. Da, 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 da. Yep. Which thoughts, Scott? Uh, I'm, I I agree with you when it comes to what Nick Khan said. Like I, I think I yeah I posted this in our in our chat, and I was like, this is the most polite fu statement I've ever read in my entire life. <laughs> um, with everything that's happened around Punk, uh, he's had issues in, in ROH. He's had issues in WWE, and mm -hmm. obviously the issues now in in AEW. Does WWE want to bring that back into the fold, even in a minor capacity? I don't know. Maybe out of spite to try to get whatever he can out of AEW, you give him a live mic, you put him out there and let him talk for 20 minutes. He could unravel everything that happened over in AEW. Don't know. Part of me kind of wants to hear that because Phil could definitely talk on the stick and I'm completely okay with listening to it. The other half of me is like, do we want to deal with the backstage possible bullshit that happens? Because from at least on the outside looking in, I'm not an insider. One day, maybe I hope to be. That'd be great. Um, but I don't know. I, I assume that the inner workings of WWE shows, talent's cool with one another. There's no bickering, really. There's no bitching. There's no fighting. There's... 
I haven't seen anything come out. But again, that's WWE style. They lock up everything and you don't find out shit until months and months later. AW, obviously, we found out about shit that night and then it's just kind of gone from there. So there's no filter to, to the outside world, which I don't know what's better. <laughs> Honestly, like it, it, it's been it's been great tidbits for us to hear all this shit that's happening. So we get to talk about it. And on the same side, on the other end, it's like it's nice to see that nothing really bad is happening. That's been coming out on WWE side. Outside, yeah, the, of the, outside of the Vince stuff, but the yeah. pro. Well, the pro is it's you know it's always looked professional. Correct. They the definitely con know is when that. stuff has gotten out, it's led us to where we are today, where people won't touch the product anymore. I mean, again, Eric Young, he signed with WWE, and the moment Vince came back, he was just like, "I'm out. Cut it. Yep. I'm out." So it is it is a two-edged so double-edged sword. Same thing with AEW. I mean, AEW, it's cool that okay, we hear this now. It's out there. But at the same time, you're like, oh, don't look that professional. Right. Exactly. And for, for me, when it comes to like company side of things, I tend to lean more towards the professional side of things. Yeah, yes. there could be problems behind behind the, the closed doors, but they're behind the closed doors and they'll get dealt with and then things will move on. Um AEW is like a free-for-all on the backstage of stuff. And I know John's obviously been on uh, singing this, you know, this tune forever that Tony needs to tighten up the reins and, and get people that can keep control of things. And yeah, there are particular wrestlers that back there, I could probably see some old Joe is one of those guys that will keep trying to keep the peace, but some stuff's outside of his control. Obviously you know, this whole thing with you know Jack Perry and with CM Punk and, you know, that nonsense that happened that, you know, We'll never hear the truth of what happened, just like with uh, the you know the the brawl out you know and stuff like that or bro whatever the hell they call it. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's well the only the big again. I'm gonna hop back to we're gonna we're gonna put the, pull a Tarantino and go back to the beginning of this episode. <laughs> they pulled out all the stops for this first SmackDown. Correct. They have The Rock. They have John Cena. From the business perspective, it almost seems stupid not to. Right. Because people are going to watch if he shows up. For business sense, yeah, absolutely. But do you do you then turn around and bring him out on Raw? Or do you leave all the big stuff for SmackDown? I don't know. I don't know. And again, I mean... I mean, not going to lie. If Raw kicks off and then I hear Cult of Personality, the WWE version... The first thing I'm nothing else will be happening in my my local area. It will literally just be like, all right, I got 10 minutes, 15 minutes. I'm not doing anything but listen to see a puck phones going on silent, not doing a damn thing. What is what is this man going to say? Yeah, I think everyone's going to want to hear it. Yeah. And, you know, whether you want to agree with him, whether you want to support him unconditionally, whether you want to disagree with him, people are going to listen. Right. I'm curious. Yeah, it's, it's oh yeah, we forgot the most important part. Survivor series is in Chicago. Yeah. Oh, it is. Yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> that is that that can't possibly mean anything's gonna happen. Yeah, so <laughs> Jesus Christ. Well, and again, we can tear this part all day. You know, business wise it's good, but then would they have problems with him and if WWE is a very if they handle things professionally and somebody is a problem again I'm not sitting here saying he is right but if he is a problem you know what are they how are they going to stop that from happening right. especially keep in mind and this is the argument that a lot of people make and you know he's a you know he's a senior member you know people should be listening to him you know he's been in the business for a while okay well when he was in WWE he didn't right he was the punk so you go from somebody we should listen to him because he doesn't he doesn't respect authority to he is now he is the authority now he is the authority he is the senior member yep you know it, it's it's funny like I always like when people make that statement it's like yeah it kind of reminds me of Randy Orton's career how he was a legend killer now he's a legend you know and Randy mm-hmm. also again huge troublemaker in the beginning of his career. Now he's like one of the most like respected. Correct. And yes. Yes. So it's like obviously I know there's two different parallels between those two, but it's like it's funny how that how that works, how it comes around. Um, yeah. I, I think I, I kind of wish Phil took 
Randy's round of things where stuck around and, you know, kind of played ball and, and try to make things work. And, but again, we don't know how the back things we all, we all know Randy is triple H's boy. So triple H would do anything for that man. Um, so I know him and Phil had, had their issues when they were both competitors. So I don't know. They say there's no bad blood button. Is is there no bad blood? I don't know if I believe that. Uh, again, I will, outside of a handful of people, FTR, Andrade, there might have been a, hand, a couple others, but none of, the, none of the veteran WWE guys who are in AEW have come out. Right. And maybe that's a professional thing. Maybe that's a, we're not going to get involved. Right, which probably is for the best. Mm-hmm. But, I don't know. I figured it's an interesting point. And again, we got two months. Yep. Probably, we're going to see what happens in Chicago. Oh, yeah. I mean, whether it happens or not, it happens. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, here we go. The beginning of the Endeavor era. Guys, follow us on YouTube. That's where we're primarily at at this point. Um, actually, you know, what? while we're here, before we do sign off, one more thing. There is going to be a change in format. Um. We've been doing live streams. We might not do those too often, but Scott and I will be stepping back from the live tweeting. Mm-hmm. And we'll be obviously watching the shows. You know, you might see a tweet from Scott and I here and there. But due to our change in format and what we're trying to focus on, um, we will remain on X. We will be on X. You'll hear from us. Yep. Feel free to reach out, whatnot. But the live tweets, unless it's a pay-per-view, will be almost non-existent. Yep. So figured I'd bring that up now. Totally forgot about that until just now. Um, but follow us on YouTube, like, share, subscribe, leave a comment, leave a review, tell people at Ship It Studios, and Above the Ring is a podcast wrestling show of your choosing, and they should listen to us as well. Thanks so much for listening. Don't forget to ship it. And as always, do not forget to join the Bedlam. Welcome to the All 80s Movies Podcast. I'm Bill. And I'm Jason. And this is the podcast where we talk about the blockbusters, the flops, and everything in between from one of the freshest decades for movies the 1980s. So whether you're a brain, a jock, a valley girl, or a Jedi, we've got some 80s classics for you. Do these movies stand the test of time? Are we discovering something new? Is there an 80s movie we're finally watching for the first time? Join us each week as we dive into the cinematic nostalgia that inspired and influenced a generation. From the hits to the cult classics, we'll discuss our earliest memories, favorite scenes, fun facts, and our not-so-favorite movie moments, too. It's the All 80s Movies Podcast, now available on all major streaming platforms. Please subscribe and happy listening.